Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. Welcome to Backroom Beauty Talks. My name is Misty Jane, and I am a money coach for hairstylists. I help self-motivated stylists get their financial shit together, creating healthy relationships with money, opening up more options for the future, and eliminating that paycheck-to-paycheck life. I created Backroom Beauty Talks because I wanted to bring real, raw, and unedited conversations to you, uplifting the beauty industry one stylist at a time. Hello there, friends. Welcome back. So today, I don't know why I just had a radio voice there for a second. So today I am talking with one of my past one-on-one clients. So if you do not know this, I am a money coach for hairstylists and I have um, a a one-on-one package where I work with people for six months. And this is a more personalized, more custom, um, a little bit more in-depth kind of a little bit more vulnerable, I'm not going to lie, coaching from me. And what I do is I help people with their mindset around money. I help them learn how to manage their money, like the simple stuff. Like we're not talking investments, things like that. We're talking about like how can money not stress you out? How can you stop living paycheck to paycheck? How can you feel more freedom and more security when it comes to your life through money. So today I am interviewing one of my past one-on-one clients, Beth Nygaard. She is an esthetician in Washington State. She also has her own skincare line, which I highly recommend you checking out because I will be doing so very soon. Um, And we're just talking a little bit about her experience with getting her financial shit together. So I hope that you enjoy. If you like this episode, you know what to do. And if you feel called and are ready, like ready, like you are ready to get your financial shit together and you need the accountability and you want it to be easy and you need me in your ear constantly, which you'll hear us talk about (laughs) uh, in this episode, um, I am including a link in the show notes um, for an application to work with me one-on-one for one-on-one support. So If it's something you're interested in, you can click on the link and uh, we can set up a discovery call if you are ready. Uh, So please enjoy this episode. And again, like I said, if you like it, don't forget to screenshot it and post it on Instagram. Enjoy. Hi, Beth. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to have you on Backroom Beauty Talks and talk a little bit about essentially how you got your financial shit together. (laughs) Yes. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. 
So tell the listeners who you are and what you do. So my name is Beth Nygaard and I have Revival B Skin and Brow Studio. I've been an esthetician, um, solo esthetician for 18 years, mm-hmm. maybe even 19. No, 18. <laughs> um, and so I do right now, my main focus is skincare, like custom luxury facials and brow treatments. Um, and I have my own product line. Yes, you do. Which yeah. I am actually have been eyeing. I don't know what to do with my face, but I feel like I want to order some of your things. Yes, you should. You, you ship to me, correct? Yeah, <laughs> okay. yep, I do. Yeah, I can ship anywhere. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So I wanted to have you on today and talk a little bit about why you chose to work with me because you were one of my one-on-one clients. Um, and I kind of want to get the idea of like where you were before why you made the choice and kind of where you are now. Um, so let's just kind of start with, with how you were feeling around money before we started working together. Um, I have always had like a diluted version of money or maybe no delusional, (laughs) delusional uh, vision of money. Um, when I was younger, like as a young adult, I like racked up a ton of credit card debt and I paid it all off. Um, and then didn't use a credit card for a very, very long time. I just recently started using a credit card maybe a year or two ago again, um, which I'm responsible with (laughs) at this point. Um, but it was kind of like, I just spent and shocked and didn't think about it and did all these things. And then, um, like, so kind of got that credit card debt under control back then, Um, and then I feel like after that, we like slid into the recession, like the really bad recession, you know, 12 years ago or however many years ago it was. Um, and then obviously like at that time I lost like 75% of my clients. Like I was working then as an esthetician, obviously. And so many of my clients were realtors. Um, and obviously the housing market took a shit. And, um, there were a couple of really big companies in my area locally that shut down and they were like high paying jobs. So there were a lot of women, um, you know, whose husband were, and a couple of women worked there, but a lot of husbands that worked there. And then, so those people left and moved out of town and I just like lost 75% of my income, which was really, and my husband was in like the contracting building industry. And so he also wasn't working, you know, it just was like crazy and we survived. But since then, like money has always just made me feel like shit because it's like a scary thing to me, you know? Yeah. What scared you the most about money? Um, I guess just being back in that place that was like, so crappy with the recession. Um, am I, you know, and obviously I'm still an esthetician and my husband's still in building and contracting and, you know, so it's like, I guess always just having this constant fear that like that would happen again, Mm -hmm. I think is my underlying fear or was my underlying fear, but that really just made me like ignore money altogether, basically. Cause I just don't want to think about it. Right. So I just, you know, I worked, I put money in the bank, I paid my bills, I bought stuff and that's kind of where it ended. Like, I just didn't think about money because I didn't want to think about it. Right. Like if you don't look at it, then it's, it's, you're not seeing the problem if there is a problem or if, you know, 
Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Like I did the basics of obviously like making money and then paying my bills and paying for whatever and living life normally, but like actually thinking about money and budgeting and planning and all those things, it like gave me a stomach ache. And I just was like, Oh, I'll figure it out later. And we all know when we say that that's not real. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say figuring out later is not a real thing. I was going to say, <laughs> how long did you say you were going to figure out? Later? <laughs> I don't know for, I don't know forever <laughs> until I, until I met you and like started working with you. So it was a happened? long time. How did you hear about me? What, what was it for you? Like, what was, um, what was like, okay, I want to work with Misty. What did that look um, like? I knew of you from Elizabeth, um, from working with Elizabeth. Um, and although I don't even know how we connected through her, maybe she probably just shared your stuff or talked about you or whatever. So then I followed you. Right. Um, and so I just, I had been following you for, I don't know, maybe not even a year. Like, I don't feel like I'd been following you and seeing your stuff for a long time, but I DM'd you some questions and we chatted a bit. And then, um, I just kind of sat on my decision. Like I always do. <laughs> um, but I do know, I remember it was your post. I loved your post where you were like sitting in your house. You were sitting in your dream house. Oh yeah. And you're like, I did this. Like I'm sitting in my dream house. And I was like, oh my gosh, that just like cut to my heart. And I was like, done, Misty, we're doing it. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember you being like, okay, I'm ready. And like, yeah. let's get started. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause it was, I mean, you do obviously a really good job of like, just being a real normal woman, like every day one of every single one of us. And you're like, I did this. Like if I can do this, anyone can do this. And we all say those cliche, like it's kind of cliche. Like we all say that, but, but it's, it's just, it, I mean, it was just like divine timing. Like I saw that post and I was like, done. Yeah, it is true though. It's, I mean, I remember before I ever got my financial shit together, I never thought I could. So I never tried. I never thought I could afford this house. So I never tried to afford the house because in my mind, it wasn't even an option. So why would I even, why would that be a thing in my, I put in my mind? And it's not until you realize that, wait, like if that person can do it, maybe I can do it. Or, if, you know, maybe what if I just tried and thought that I could do it? And, and it really, it sounds like you said, it sounds cliche, but it's mm -hmm. so true. Like finding people who are your expanders. Well, if they do it, I can do it. Instead of thinking, well, they can do it, but I can never do it. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so, okay. So we started working together. Talk to me a little bit about that experience. I mean, not, you know, I was there, but, you know, tell the people. <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, I mean, it was so easy. Like, it was so easy. Like, we can't, I feel like we as humans, like, complicate things so much. I personally, I overcomplicate everything. Like it's so easy. And it was just for me, I think it was accountability, you know, cause we would set goals. Like, you know, you would help me set goals and they were really realistic goals. They weren't like crazy, blow it out of the water, you know, which you talk about that and your stuff all the time. Like you have to be realistic. And so setting realistic goals and like, being held accountable, 
you know, like, oh, I got to talk about this, like the next time. And obviously we all want to feel successful or, you know, like we want to feel like, oh, I accomplished this. So I feel like just having that accountability for me was like, made me keep going instead of doing that. Oh, I'll worry about it later. Yeah. Like I couldn't worry about it later. Right. Like I'm going to talk to Misty in two weeks and like, I got to tell her how this was. And like, you know, I mean, and if I would have not done my goals or reached my goals, I mean, you technically can't do anything about it. Like it's on me. Yell at you. (laughs) Right. Like you're not going to punish me. Like, I mean, it's not like you're not gonna, you know, belittle me if I don't reach my goals, but still I feel like as our normal human nature, like we want to accomplish stuff and we want to like, be successful and be proud of our accomplishments and all those things. So I think just having that accountability worked really well for me as the person that always was putting stuff off. Yeah. Always not wanting to think about it or always procrastinating or always the famous, I'll figure it out later. Right. I couldn't. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of, well, I could, I guess, but then I also would have like wasted my money that I paid like I you know I paid you for this so like am I gonna waste it and just not do it or am I gonna use it I think paying for something is huge so like my cousin is a personal trainer and it's like I came to him and I was like I want to pay you to help me not you do it for free because Mm -hmm. if you do it for free I'm not invested anymore Mm -hmm. like what do I lose nothing you know what I mean? Me not showing up or me not doing what you tell me to do. Like I literally lose nothing. But if I paid money, like if I don't do the thing, I'm, a, I'm losing out on money. So I feel like that is a big mental shift too. Let's talk a little bit about the money. Yeah. I think a lot of times working with a coach one-on-one, the money is the biggest, like scary factor for most people. I think mm-hmm. money and time, like, do I have time to do the thing? Um, would you agree with that? Yeah. Uh, yeah time doesn't freak me out as much but money but it is like okay this is a financial commitment and then but at the end of the day I was like if I pay Misty for this like I'm still gonna pay my bills I'm still gonna buy my kids food I'm still gonna be able to put gas in my car like okay maybe I don't have this money technically sitting in savings but also if I use the tools that I learn like that money's gonna come back and did it? Like it'll come back way quicker, probably. Yeah. And did it? Yeah. Of course. Did you miss the money? You know? Like how long did no. like some people they they're like, I didn't like the moment it was gone, I forgot about it. Yeah. No. I mean, it was <laughs> like I just signed up and paid and didn't give it another thought. Right. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even on my radar after that. It was like, oh, whatever. Right. You know. Yeah. But I think that's also part of like knowing you made the right decision. It's like when you really know, like like for me, it's my gut. Like I have to trust my gut. It's not everyone's gut, but like whatever your intuition is, like, I think once you make that choice and you know, it's the right choice, then you don't think about it again because there's no reason to. Right. No, I, you know, you just trust the process. Like it'll be fine. Trust the process. I love that. It's so true because it is a process. I mean, but I I like that you said it was easy because it is easy. It's so easy. We make it hard. We overthink everything. You know, and at the day, what would you say was your biggest takeaway? Like if you could just say one thing that you took away from, from working one-on-one with me, what, what would it be? 
I think it was just that, like realizing how easy it is. And even like just the tools, I think the tools of it being easy, if that even makes sense, <laughs> like that was the biggest thing. Um, Cause so we finished up, uh, I think we finished like at the beginning of December. I think so. Yeah. Or November-ish maybe. Something like that. At the, end, the end of the year. Um, and then I had, I had budgeted for Christmas. I did not budget enough. Holy smokes. I spend way more at Christmas time than I thought. Um, Everyone does. But, but now I know, and you know, and now I can plan for this coming Christmas, but that also isn't stressful to me. It's like, okay, now I need this much for Christmas. It's, I have 12 months to save for it. This is how much I save every month. And like, it isn't stressful at all. Like, it's just so easy to be like, oh, I'm going to put this money in my holiday fund every month or whatever. Mm -hmm. But so overspending at Christmas and it kind of like made me feel like those old feelings, like it kind of made me feel like overwhelmed and freaked out and like, oh my gosh, what am I going to, I, oh, how can I do blah, blah, blah. Like it just frazzled me. Like, cause that's just what I normally do. Mm-hmm. It's what my body's used to doing money links to frazzling. <laughs> like it's just dumb, but I was like, okay, Beth, no, just calm down. Think about what you need to do. Like you have a budget, you know what you need to save, you know where your money needs to go, set three mini goals and like, you know, or figure out, okay, I need to put this money back in my savings. Okay. So set these mini goals to get that money back in savings, open a little Christmas savings sub account. Like, so feeling overwhelmed and scared and stressed and all those old yucky money feelings. Then I was like, no, but cut your shit. You know what you need to do to like get back on track. And even if you were off track at Christmas, who cares? Move right. on and move forward. Like, it's not that big of a deal. That's but the I was beauty like, of it. myself out into like this crazy frenzy, which made me want to ignore money again mm-hmm. and fall back into my old shit. And I'm like, no, it's simple. Just yeah. make some goals and figure out what you need to do to not do that at Christmas again. No big deal. Well, that's the thing. I mean, that you're going to, the old habits are going to sneak in, especially at the beginning, Mm -hmm. especially, I mean, I'm, I don't know how many years into getting my shit together and they still sneak in from time to time, usually around Christmas. Um, Mm -hmm. But when you learn how to cope with them, it's completely different because exactly like you realize like, wait, it's not the end of the world. Nobody's coming to take my house. Nobody's coming to, you know, foreclose on my car, whatever, like, Like you figure out, oh, and you're completely right. Like ignoring it just goes back into that negative stress cycle. And Mm -hmm. like that's what I tell my clients. Like when they get like that, like go and look, go and look at your budget, go and look at your bank account because that's what calms them down. Yeah. You know, it's actually seeing the truth because your mind is just going to tell you every, it's the end of the world. Yes, <laughs> you know? exactly. You're going to um, be homeless on the corner. Like you're, you're going to lose yeah. your job. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And it's true. And I guess even like in the last month, you know, I'm sure like we've all, but you know, most of your listeners are hairdressers or beauty industry people this last month so many COVID cancellations. Holy shit. More cancellations in my last month of work than in my last year, probably. <laughs> like, yeah. 
and we've all been there, you know? And so it is easy to go into that spiral again, like, oh my gosh, like I have all these cancellations. I, you know, and fortunately I had clients like that I could fill most of those cancellations with, which was a blessing. But I mean, some of us got, have been hit really hard in the last couple months with all these COVID cancellations and it is what it is. It's life, but it's easy to like go back into that, like scared cycle again, like, oh my gosh. But then, like you said, when I actually sit and like pull up my accounts and I'm like, okay, like my bills will still be paid. I still can feed my kids. I can put gas in my car. It's not that big of a deal. Like, am I going to go shopping? No, but like, whatever, you know, it's just, it definitely like, is just has retrained my brain to not stay in panic mode. Yes. I love that. I love that. So what would you say to the beauty professional that thinks they're ready, but they're on the fence? I mean, ultimately like trust your intuition, Mm -hmm. you know, for me again, it's my, like my, it's definitely my gut and I'm a very like, yes or no. Right. Like I, I don't really, I mean, sometimes I like waffle with stuff, but really, even when I'm waffling, I know I'm just not listening to myself, you know, but like, just ultimately like trust your intuition, but if it's a yes, just do it and you'll be fine. Yeah. (laughs) Like just do it. And it's, it's okay. Like, it'll be fine. You'll do it. You'll sign up, you'll pay and you'll never look back. Yeah. You know? And how do you feel like it's enhanced your family? Like, do y'all do money dates? Do y'all chat about money more openly? It's, yeah, it's definitely like more, um, my husband and I are working together, you know, with budgeting and saving and those things more where it was before, like we just kind of, you know, like just spent and did whatever and put money in the account and then spent and did whatever. Um, so talking about it more and just working together towards the goals, like just makes it so much easier. Um, and even with the kids too, like I'll say to my kids, like, you know, no, like they'll be like, Oh mom, I want to go to Claire's. I don't know. Do you guys have Claire's yeah. over on the East coast? Yeah. So I freaking hate that store. <laughs> my gosh. I used everything to love it when too, I was in middle school. <laughs> I know me too, but like everything's $2. But when you go in and buy four things, somehow it's like a hundred bucks. I'm like, wait, whatever. everything's too, is everything that cheap? I haven't been no, in one. No, so long. But it's like, <laughs> no, but I feel like everything's so cheap. But then when I go to pay, it's like always a hundred bucks. I'm like, what did I just buy? Like, this is so stupid, but the girls always want to go there. But I have said like during all my COVID cancellations, I'm like, you guys, we're not going to Claire's. Like, I don't, I literally don't have an extra hundred dollars to like take you shopping. And like, I've had all these cancellations at work. Like I have to save my money. We can't just go shop like just for fun. I'm like, when we can, I'll take you. Right. Like I'll put that in my budget when we can and we'll go. And that's great. You know, or if they're like, oh, let's order Chinese food. I'm like, no, I'm like, you guys, I'm not spending $60 on Chinese food. Like I've had four cancellations today. (laughs) Like I I just literally don't have the money to put to that. But when I do, we'll order Chinese and it'll be great. And they like, I, which this sounds like not a big deal, but I never would have said that to them before. I would have just said, no, we're not doing that. Or I would have just taken them and bought it anyway because we wanted to or whatever. So just actually telling them like, hey, 
I had these cancellations at work. Like this is a lot of money that I don't have now. But like when work gets busier again, like we'll get Chinese food, whatever. Like just even telling them like the situation, like hopefully we'll like make them think yeah. about money instead of just telling them no, or instead of just spending anyway, and then being stressed and then showing them that side. Like, I don't want to show them that side. Right. I, I think that's, you know. that's a big thing where a lot of people have fears around looking at their money because they have seen their parents stress sitting in front of you know, their bank statements and stuff like that. I think it's great. I think, um, because you're kind of teaching your kids the value of work and that it, you know, bleeds into how much money you make and what it looks like with what you can do. And I, you know, if you just say no, they don't know, is it because they did something? You know what I mean? Like, I think it just gives it, it gives it more weight, you know? And I think it's, I mean, you know, I love talking about money, so. (laughs) (laughs) It is good. I think it is good for them too. We also did, um, normally we'll like adopt a local family at Christmas and we'll do, you know, Christmas gifts for the family. And normally I just shop for that and like, I'll take it home and the kids will wrap it and deliver it. But this year I took the kids with me and we went to Walmart, which I hate Walmart, but I knew the money would stretch the furthest there. So we went to Walmart. I told them, okay, we have 500 bucks to spend. Um, and we actually had, well, we had two, two kids or three kids that we were buying for, but I'm like, we have 500 bucks. And so I told my daughter, I said, get, you know, your, she has an iPod. I'm like, get your iPod. And like, I want you to calculate as we go. Like as we shop and buy stuff, I want you to add it up and then let's like make sure we have, you know, we stay within the 500 bucks and they loved it. The kids had so much fun doing that. Yeah. Like it was like, they had so much fun. Like, okay, if we get this Lego, okay, add it, Josie, how much is this going to be now? Oh, this is too much. Maybe we find a different Lego or maybe we get these two little things instead of this one. Or it just was like such a lesson for them that just about budgeting, like, yeah, he, you know, and it was funny because my daughter was like, oh my gosh, $500. And I'm like, trust me, it's not like, it's not as much as you think. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you don't get that much for 500 bucks this. And that was a good lesson too. Yeah. Like for them just to physically see, which I mean, luckily at Walmart, we did get a lot of stuff for 500 bucks, but like, she felt like that was an astronomical amount of money. to spend for like two kids and a mom for Christmas. And I'm like, no, like this doesn't go that far. And so like, I spent that on my one kid at Christmas. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I do too. Yes. And so I'm like, it was just good for them to like actually see, but if I wouldn't have done this stuff with you, I probably never would even thought of that. I would have just went and shopped and did it. And it would have just been a different thing, like normal, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's something people don't think about too. It's like, they think, okay, we work together for three months, six months, whatever the package is. And it's like, okay, well, it doesn't end there. Like, Mm -hmm. like this is stuff you're going to do forever for the rest of your life. And it's the stuff that is going to trickle down. Like I specifically talk about talking to your kids about money. I mean, I think we had a whole Mm -hmm. coaching call just about it. Like I, you know, I want it to trickle down into family and generational things, because I think that a lot of our issues with money are around what we saw when we were younger, whether it was the lack of, whether it was having too much and, you know, never having to worry about it. Like that can be an issue too. 
And I love that you're giving, you know, because I think a lot of times people have this idea of like, well, I don't want to be wealthy because that's bad. Wealthy people are bad, but it's like, well, who are you as a person? You know what I mean? Like you're up as a person, you're somebody who's going to adopt a family for Christmas and buy them $500 worth of presents. If you are wealthier, maybe next year you can do a thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Like it's not going to change you. You're not going to be an evil person. And you're like, I have more money now. I'm not going to get a family. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) If you're a good person, poor, you're going to be a good person, rich. Doesn't matter. Exactly. It enhances who you already are anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Beth, I want to thank you for trusting me through this process. Yes. It's been so great. Yes. I very much enjoyed working with you and I love all of the actions that you took because at the end of the day, like my calls calls with me are only 20% of it, you know, 80% of it is what you decide to do when I'm not around. Um, and I just, I just appreciate you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you. And yes, there's definitely a trickle down. I think I messaged you a while ago. I was like, gonna buy a dress or something and I was like oh I'm like yeah maybe tomorrow yes <laughs> I was like, oh, did you ever end up going back and buying it <laughs> no exactly you probably fine. forgot all about care. it yes exactly mm-hmm. it was so funny <laughs> I laughed and say you know how there's like the devil and the angel on the shoulder yes. it's like once you work with me it you'll never shop again without me being, <laughs> but do you really like it <laughs> like, yep it's true yeah. <laughs> it's so true which is great it's yeah. awesome well, Beth, thank you so, so much. Where can people find you and your skincare line? Oh, yes. On Instagram, I am Revival B Skin and Brow, just all connected together. Um, my website is revivalb.com. Awesome. And I will put all of that in the show notes as well. So if you're listening awesome. and you are interested in seeing more of what Beth has to offer for your skin, um, you can Yay. find it. So Beth, thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. Once again, thank you so much for listening to Backroom Beauty Talks. If you like what you hear, screenshot this episode, post it on the gram, tag me at Misty Jane or tag the podcast at Backroom Beauty Talks, and I will talk with you on the next one.